1: It was the animal Super Bowl between the big animals and the little animals. The big animals were crushing the little animals, and at halftime, the score was 24 to nothing. At the start of the second half, the big animals had the ball. On the first play, the elephant got stopped for no gain. On the second play, the rhino was stopped at the line of scrimmage. And on third down, the hippo was thrown for a loss. The coach of the little animals called timeout. And he gathered everyone together, and he was so excited, he said, Who stopped the elephant? I did, said the centipede. Okay, great. Who stopped the rhino? Well, coach, that was me too, said the centipede. This is unbelievable, said the coach. And who threw the hippo for a five-yard loss? The centipede spoke up. It was me. I stopped the hippo. Really, said the coach. So where in the world were you the whole first half? Well, said the centipede, I was having my ankles taped. You see, it took a. Never mind. (laughs) You know, I don't know about you, but Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It always has been my favorite day for lots of reasons. I look forward to seeing my friends at church, and like the song says, I love praising the Lord in the sanctuary. But just like you, I know that when Monday morning comes and I enter our place of business, things are not the same as they are here in church. The people are different. Motivations are different. There's a spirit of competition that can't be denied. But I also know that as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, that I cannot abandon on Monday the principles that I embrace on Sunday. So I want to encourage all those today who are in business for themselves or who make decisions in their place of work by sharing with you a few ideas of how to apply your Christian principles at work. The first thing is to remember that whatever you do, you do it for the Lord. The word says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. When we perform our duties at work, we have to be aware of the fact that we are living for Christ. And if that is who we are, and if if that's our highest priority, then it most certainly will influence our life and our decisions while at work. Another way to apply godly principles to our work is to watch what we say. Watch our mouth. If you're not sure how well you're doing in this area, just ask yourself these questions. Do my words encourage and inspire people? Or do they deflate and injure those that work with me and for me? Is your work personality the same as the one you have on Sunday? The word says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Our words are powerful allies, are destructive enemies in our Christian walk, and we have to guard our tongues. And we have to learn to use them the right way if we're going to carry his will into our workplace. And we not only have to guard our tongues, but we have to guard our integrity at work. Your integrity is priceless. It's kind of like air and water. You don't realize how valuable it is until you don't have it. And we can't allow anyone or anything to dismantle our integrity. The enemy is very successful at using integrity issues to bring down leaders at every turn. We see it all around us every day. A governor is thrown out of office. An athlete who uses steroids is ostracized. All because of decisions that compromise their integrity. God's word is filled with promises for those who will honor him, and is filled with warnings for those who don't. Our integrity is not something we can be careless about. Because in the workplace, the opportunities to fall down in that area are so plentiful that we have to guard our integrity with everything that's in us. You see, it's only by the grace of God that we have any integrity in the first place. But it's our integrity that shows the world that what we believe Is for real. And finally, we can apply godly principles at work by honoring the Lord with our money. It's important that God trusts us with his money. I believe that God promotes those who produce. And if we're blessed with any leadership in our business life, then we should have greater vision for investing in God's kingdom instead of just our own. It's been said that if you want to see what is really important to someone, just look at their checkbook. And there's some truth to that. But the word promises that our generosity is always a good investment. It says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use... It will be measured back to you. You see, it's our nature, frankly, to find it annoying when someone gets in our business. We say, you know, that person is getting in my business. When we confront it, we say, hey, mind your own business. But let me tell you something. The one person that we want to get in our business is Jesus. You see, we can't divide our life into the spiritual at church and into the secular at work. Our Christianity involves our entire life. And our challenge and our mission is to honor God with our whole life. And let our workplace and our business be one of the channels to fulfill our purpose
2: for the sake of Jesus Christ.
0: Don't go away. On the bright side, we'll be right back.
2: The slide. It's what I liked best at the playground as a kid. I got a feeling of freedom, like I could do anything, and I loved it. Now, as an adult, I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z flashlight from Nebo Tools. That's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a two-in-one high-intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the four times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything. You can find Nebo Tools Intensely Bright Flashlights at your local batteries, plus hardware stores everywhere and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Check out all the bright ideas at nebotools.com, including my favorite, the Slide Z. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way.
0: For the ultimate in flashlights, depend on Nebo Tools. Sometimes a flashlight is more than just a flashlight. In the case of Bill from Dallas, his Nebo LED light was a true lifesaver.
2: Dear Nebo Tools, My new pocket LED flashlight came in handy in diverting the crazy drivers at my accident. At 4.30 in the morning, another driver plowed into the back of my car. Other cars came flying up the road. I was flipping my Nebo Tools LED light from side to side until the police got there with flares. I walked away from this one.
0: Nebo Tools Intensely Bright Flashlights are available at your local Batteries Plus, hardware stores everywhere, or at nebotools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. Nebo Tools, for the ultimate in flashlights. Check out all the bright ideas at NeboTools.com and like Nebo Tools on Facebook for a chance to win a free flashlight. Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org and let him know you're listening. You know, last week, uh, after the morning
1: service, a young boy approached me right down here and he says, he says, hey mister, where's the joke? I said, "Excuse me." He said, "The only reason I come in here is to hear the joke, and you didn't tell one." So, I guess this is for you this morning. But, but maybe you should get your priorities in, in, in order, wherever you're, whoever this boy is. But anyway, this is part of what I want to talk about this morning. This is a true story about what happens when you depend on somebody too much. It's about. Richard Daly, the mayor of Chicago back in the 1950s and 60s. He was known about what great speeches he gave, and little known was that he never wrote any of them. He had a terrific speechwriter, and his speechwriter was so good that the mayor didn't even bother to go over them. He would just walk right up to the audience and start reading them, and people would just marvel at his oratorial skills. One day, a speechwriter goes up to the mayor and says, Mr. Mayor, I think I'm doing you a good job, and I would like a raise. And the mayor, who was then known as the boss of Chicago, very powerful guy, he said, I'm not giving you a raise. In fact, it should be enough for you just to be able to serve a great American hero like me. Well, shortly after that, the mayor had to give a speech. And he was speaking to a a large group of veterans. And the speech started out like this. He said, I love veterans. And I have a 17-point plan to help veterans. And he turned the page, and it read, you're on your own, you great American hero, you. <laughs> so do you ever think about who you can really depend on? For, for most of us, the word dependable, when we think of it, a few people we know come to mind. And it's people who, from our experience, that, that can be counted on and, and uh, we just had a good, a good feeling about them. But we all know that these, these same people, good people, people with strength of character, on occasion, they can let us down. They can disappoint us. And it's happened to all of us. In fact, if we're truthful, we know that we have also let people down and we've disappointed others probably more than we even want to admit. And the reason I bring this up today is because it's so important for us not to depend on other people for what only God can provide. Too often we hear where people lose their faith because of the hypocrisy they see in other Christians. And it's a cop-out, and maybe they don't fully understand. But to know the Christian life is to know that as human beings, we're going to never measure up to Christ's standard on our own power. You see, there's only one who can stand up to the scrutiny of being totally dependable. And did you know that there's only one definition that Webster has for dependable? And that's the word reliable. And that reliable means only one of two things, either suitable or fit to be relied on, or giving the same result in successive trials. And then when you think about that, the only one who could ever qualify For that definition is Jesus. And for some reason, we like to put some people on a pedestal and treat them like they're beyond all the issues that you and I face every day. Years ago, America's most beloved evangelist, the Reverend Billy Graham, made an appearance on the Johnny Carson show. And Johnny Carson asked him if he had ever broken any of the Ten Commandments. And he shocked everyone by saying, Yes, Johnny, I have all of them. Well, that shook Carson up. And he said, well, what do you mean? And Brother Graham said, the word says, if you've broken one, it's the same as if you've broken them all. You see, as hard as we try, even Billy Graham knows we can't be good enough, are dependable enough to be responsible for someone's, someone else's salvation. Even if you lead them to Christ, you're not good enough on your own. You're not good enough for them to depend only on you. You know, it's a good thing to trust people. And it's important to depend on others. And it's really good to be dependable yourself. It's real high on the Lord's list of things that we should be. And you know why? Because He is totally dependable. It's His nature. The Lord says, my love is constant. I do what is just and right. These are the things that please me. So when others disappoint you or let you down, you can't let it bring you down also because it just illustrates all the more that there is only one who never disappoints and there is only one for whom we can always depend.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
3: fully illuminate your immediate area tough
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: A young woman decided to go ice fishing. So she read some books on the subject, bought all the necessary gear, and early one frosty morning she set out for the ice. And after finding the right spot, she laid out her equipment. She took the ice cutter and made a circular cut in the ice. Suddenly, from the sky, a voice boomed. There are no fish under the ice. Startled, she moved further away, poured herself another cup of coffee, and began to cut another hole. Again, a voice from the heavens bellowed, There are no fish under the ice. So she stopped. She looked skyward. And she said, Lord, is that you? And the voice replied, No, I'm the manager of the hockey rink. How many of you know that God is the God of right now. Well, it's true. And I believe the Word reveals to us in many ways that God is the God of right now. We know that the Word says, that God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that He said that, and that makes it true. But when Moses asked God one time, Who do I say You are, God said, you tell them, I am who I am. You see, God was not going to let anyone label him like all the false gods of the cultures that Moses had seen in his life. He said, I am who I am. So it's interesting to me that God uses this term to describe himself because I am is certainly a present tense. And then many years later, when Jesus speaks, He uses the same present tense to describe himself. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. So throughout the ages, even though we know God was always before, and we know He always will be, when He communicated with people, He wanted us to know He was living in the moment with us. Even today. One of the reasons why our worship, service this morning is so fulfilling to our, to our spirit is because we are communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel His presence, that's because He really is here right now. Through our worship, we can focus on this moment in time to praise the Lord. He's as great now as He's ever been. He's always been great, but He's just as great right now. The Word says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So He can be to you and me what He was to Moses, to David, to Joseph, to Peter, and to Paul. That God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas and slaying the giants. He's the same God who said, I am. I am. God's reach spans eternity. But He's always been focused on right now with us. Now is the most important moment in your life because you can't go back and you can't see what's ahead, but you can always make a choice for what is going on right now. You can do the right thing when the situation confronts you. You can only ask for forgiveness now. You can only give of yourself and your resources right now. And I had to consider that whenever I would speak on words like living in the now that Someone could interpret them that I'm saying that God wants us to live impulsively or that we should be careless or not always counting the consequences of our actions. And I'm not saying that. We know God values common sense and wisdom and it he even helps us acquire it. But understanding that God is living in the now with us means that each second of our life is meant to be lived. meant to be lived to the fullest in the grace of our Lord. In fact, if you remember the story, Christ once made a real point to his disciples that we should be more like little children. Well, why do you think that he would say that? Maybe it's because kids are so much better at living in the moment and forgetting the hurts of yesterday, having too much fun to worry about tomorrow. You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite things, And one of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with God. That's why he likes to remind us of our past. And that's why he likes to make us fearful of our future. But the Word says that God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. And because of Christ, our past has been reconciled. It's been forgotten. And by faith, our future is assured. So we can defeat the enemy. We just remind him that God is ever-present. We are eternally connected to Him. And we are living each moment of our life with Him and for Him. So are you living in the now with the Lord this morning? I heard Pastor Jimmy Evans say recently that eternity is an eternal series of now moments. When God says, tell them I am who I am, He's telling you and me that He's got it all covered. And you can forget your past. And through faith, you can walk boldly into your future. And you can live right now with all the joy and all the victory that is yours through Jesus Christ, who is the great I
0: Am. You've been listening to On the Bright Side, brought to you by Nebo Tools.
3: It's time for you to have a blast. Now, I'm not talking about your social life. I'm talking about the brightest flashlight ever created by Nebo Tools. It's mad, bad, and bright. It's the Redline Blast. With 1,400 lumens of high-intensity light, this must-have flashlight can throw a spectacularly high beam over more than 850 feet. The Redline Blast is completely waterproof and ready for any weather condition. It has four times zoom and five different light modes, high, medium, low, defensive strobe, and flashing beacon. Take it from me. You've got to have a blast. A Redline Blast. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including Nebo's brightest flashlight ever, the Redline Blast, at Batteries Plus Bulb Outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play for the ultimate in flashlights. Let Nebo light your way.